Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Well, today on the show, we we have a little bit of a mix-up. This is Allison Ross, who is uh, the owner of Yellowhammer Multimedia, and we have the great pleasure of producing Living Life on Purpose with Matt Wilson. And so today we thought we'd flip things around, and our honored guest today is Matt Wilson himself. So Matt, welcome to the show. It's great to Great to have a chance to ask you the questions today. Yeah, thank you so much, Allison. It's an honor to uh, to be interviewed on the show. Well, we are so proud of, of all the work that Living Life on Purpose has done and all of the audience that you've been able to reach out to and lives that have been changed by the show. So I thought it would be a really fun exercise if we put you in the hot seat this go around and learned a little bit about you and your motivation behind the show and kind of what you're up to. Just our guests, I think, get to hear kind of some anecdotal uh, background information on you, Matt. But how about you just take, you know, the next few minutes and and tell us a little bit about you and your life and your real job (laughs) and your family? Sure. So I am a husband, uh, I've got an amazing wife, Jamie. I've got two little girls that are 12 and 8 years old, Britton and Gabby. Uh, so father to them. I am a small business owner. I've got a, a financial planning firm, Perpetual Lifestyle Planning here in Birmingham. It's all about the continuous planning for someone's lifestyle. You know, as most of the listeners know, I'm just a, a radical follower of Jesus. Have not always been, but that is what is the the root of of what drives me uh just serving him loving him showing that that love of Christ to people through me that's my goal on a daily basis just to serve people well and um that's it's really my passion so what is one thing that most people wouldn't know about you what what would be surprising to folks I think that um, in the context of of what we're doing, you know, we we speak to people all around the world and uh, and then people get to hear these conversations. Uh, So I think that it would surprise people to know that that I actually failed public speaking in college. And, you know, I don't think it was because I could not communicate. I think it was because uh, I am a pretty outspoken conservative. And so with that, my professor was a pretty outspoken liberal. And so he did not like some of my speech topics. They were on conservative issues. And so actually ended up giving me an F for the semester. So uh, for somebody who speaks to people in public settings and and has a platform like this, uh, I just want to encourage anybody out there that, you know, just because you get labeled some way or you get some sort of grade based on um, something that, that goes beyond your actual talent and abilities. You know, don't just let that define you and continue to be who God's called you to be above all else. <laughs> That's great and surprising. I, I, I don't think that I would have come up with that answer after seeing you in public settings numerous times. It, it seems very natural. So I got to ask, 
Did you confront him about it, that teacher? Did you bring it out to the open? You know, I was pretty laid back in college, so um, very much not the person that I am today. And so I really just didn't let it bother me. You know, I wasn't happy about it, but I just said, you know what, he's going to be who he is and I'm just going to keep on rolling. So I did not do anything about it and probably should have because I'm sure he's done the same thing to, uh, to other students in that class, but no, didn't, uh, didn't confront him at all. <laughs> so you, you mentioned before that you've not always been a, a follower of Jesus. And many times on the show, I feel like you've been very open and honest about your conversion story. Tell us a little bit about the difference in Matt or the difference in Matt's life um, just any of those tangible contrasts between your pre and post relationship with the Lord? Yeah. So, you know, I think that the world constantly teaches us that, you know, especially here in America, that pursuing the American dream, you know, having as much success as possible, uh, you know, the more income you make, the the more wealth you have, the more toys that you have, that that's ultimately going to bring fulfillment. And I was absolutely on that path and absolutely pursuing those things. And, you know, my goal pre, you know, salvation was to make as much money as possible and really thought that that was going to, um, you know, be fulfilling. And, you know, was living in a high rise condo in Atlanta and driving a sports car and, you know, out partying all the time and, and making lots of money. And, and it just, it wasn't fulfilling at all. And, um, and I, I really, I remember waking up some mornings and say, like, who am I? You know, there, there's that scene in Wall Street where Charlie Sheen has a similar situation. You know, he gets everything that he thought that he ever wanted. And, you know, doesn't recognize himself. And that's kind of where I was, um, you know, again, before I even started getting back into church. And, you know, it was Jamie that ultimately brought me back. She made me realize that that I needed and wanted to be a better man uh, just by being around her and, and being in relationship with her. But, you know, ultimately... When I truly realized that there was a God that loved me, that there was a God who had been there this whole time through supernatural revelation that January of 2016, when I realized that that growing up in church and hearing all these stories, there was so much more than just that. This wasn't just a history book. It wasn't just fiction. It wasn't just, uh, you know, an, an intangible thing there, that there was a tangible presence of the Holy Spirit and that that God loved me, that he had been there the whole time, that he he wanted relationship with me. Um, I mean, it just, it completely transformed things. And, and number one, I realized like life wasn't all about me. And as much as I was extremely selfish uh, and, you know, look, I still struggle with um, you know, selfish behavior today. I'm not going to tell you that I don't, but, but I've come a long way from where I was now. You know, again, I want to serve other people more so 
than just, you know, trying to have as, as much as I can for me. Um, you know, I, I think that that's really been a big shift. It's, you know, I, I still want to be successful, but at the same time, it's now so I can give more. It's now so I can serve more. It's now so I can, you know, advance the kingdom of God more so than just have more for me and my family. And so I think just that, that heart posture has really shifted and, you know, hopefully it's, it's been more beneficial for my family and anybody else that's around me. Um, you know, this Christ centered version versus the, the Matt centered version that, that was before. I love that term heart posture. I don't know that I've ever heard that before, but it, it, it's such an effective way of describing the presence of the Lord and then a, such an effective way of describing when you know that it has been absent, that, that heart posture. That's great. I love that. Um, so anything that you find that still surprises you about kind of the difference of the Holy Spirit in your life? I mean, do you, are there circumstances where you might find yourself in a situation and think, okay, well, I'm still shocked of like, this is the way I just reacted, but the old Matt wouldn't have done that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's to say that there's a peace that surpasses all understanding is, you know, it's 100% true. And, you know, I walk through situations now where, you know, I, I used to have a lot of anger and I used to have a lot of uh, I mean, I'm still a competitive person, but uh, used to have an extreme competitiveness. And, you know, now it's just a, you know, I, I just let things go. And, you know, I've I've had people say extremely hateful things to me, uh, to my face or on social media, things of that nature. And, and now it's just, hey, I'm, I'm going to pray for that person, um, you know, instead of wanting to, you know, beat them to a pulp. Um, you know, I'm going to pray that the Lord touches their heart because clearly they're a hurting person. You know, whatever they just lashed out at me, it probably has nothing to do with me. It's something that that's, you know, really messed up inside of them. And I used to be a broken person. So, you know, I know that when I lashed out at people, it was typically because of something else, not necessarily the situation at hand. So, uh, I think really over the last, two and a half years, you know, dealing with COVID, uh, to be able to walk with courage and to be able to walk with just extreme faith that, you know, hey, I, I know where I'm going in the event that I, you know, got a virus and died of the virus, like I'm going to be with Jesus. And, you know, I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, I'm ready any day. Uh, I also think that I've got other things to accomplish while I'm here, but you know, in the meantime, like I'm not going to live by fear. I'm not going to, um, you know, just constantly be looking over my shoulder or thinking that, you know, some invisible thing is going to take me out at any given moment. And, and I think that that truly comes from knowing who you are in Christ. And, and I think that that comes from, you know, trusting him above all else because, you know, the world that I live in and the, the business that I'm in, it has been nothing short of chaotic for 
you know, this entire time frame. And, you know, even this morning, I've had multiple conversations with clients and, you know, their accounts are down and the economy is not looking positive. But what I can continue to tell people is, hey, Jesus is still on the throne. We're either going to make it through this or Jesus is coming back soon. And either way, as a follower of Christ, we win. And if you believe that, then that's something that can give you that peace that surpasses all understanding and it cannot be explained. And, and if I didn't have it and, and if I wasn't, you know, who I am now, I, I have no idea how I would have made it through the past, you know, th- this whole COVID situation because I couldn't be giving people wisdom and guidance based on what the world has to say, because that wisdom and guidance has changed almost daily. So, you know, God's truth doesn't change. And so the more that, you know, I focus on those things, it it really does amaze me that, you know, I'm going to walk by faith, not by sight. And, you know, he can help me get through anything. Doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be easy, but, but I still can have peace. I can still love people even when they're, you know, wanting to be my enemy. And that's just something that, that the world doesn't offer. You know, I, I find it so interesting that your professional life is centered around finances. Um, any, are there times where people, well, let's ask it this way. What do you find interesting about the relationship between faith and finances? in the work that you do as somebody who, as you astutely described, you know, the American dream is to make money so you can buy more things. You want to create something that didn't exist before. You want to start at zero and grow to a, you know, grow a business, amass wealth, buy that bigger house. You know, there's just so many distractions in the world, but all of the center of that is around money. So how, how, if anything, do you find interesting on the relationship between faith and finances? And then maybe give us some insight into um, either how you personally or some anecdotal things about clients where the, you, you almost had to... Um, unencumber people from their relationship with their finances so that faith could play a larger role. Yeah. I mean, first of all, the Bible talks about money a lot. And, you know, the, the word says that, that where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. And so when I started this firm and, and really felt like God was leading me into, you know, something different beyond just managing people's money, you know, it, I realized it was a window into people's soul. You know, when, when somebody's willing to talk to you about their money, they're willing to talk to you about anything. And so, you know, when somebody comes in and they're willing to, to bear all of their assets and liabilities and, uh, you know, their balance sheet and, uh, account statements, things of that nature, I mean, that they, they will discuss anything with you. And so, you know, a lot of times you get to see how money is being spent or the things that people are willing to invest in. And, you know, it ultimately shows you their character. It shows you their heart. It shows you what they truly believe. And, you know, I've had people that, you know, would tell you they're Christian and the things that they want to invest in. I 
call them out. Like, do you realize that as a, you know, supposed follower of Jesus, what you're investing in is not right. And, you know, there are ways that seem right to a man that lead to death. And, you know, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but lose his soul? You know, it's interesting because, you know, I posted that a year ago today. Um, you know, I, I've had tough conversations with people because, you know, I, I do hold myself accountable and I want to hold other people accountable. And if we're going to claim to be followers of Jesus Christ, then that ought to line up in all aspects of our life. You know, how we do business should not be, you know, a, a segmented thing. It should not be a compartmentalized thing. Um, you know, when people come in my office and they're in a desperate situation, you know, we pray. And, and we've seen people healed in the office. We've seen people saved in the office. We've seen people delivered in the office in business settings. And so I just, I think that it is very important, you know, if number one, Jesus can see every decision that we make every second of every day. So nothing is hidden from him. But at the same time, you know, if you had to open up your bank account or you had to open up your investment account and sit down with your pastor and go over the decisions that you've made financially, you know, would it be something where he would say, Hey, these line up with the word of God, or would it be something that he would say, you know, why are you, why are you making some of these decisions? You know, why, why are you spending your dollars in these situations? You know, why aren't you, you know, returning to the Lord? What is the Lord's? Why aren't you, you know, sowing into, you know, either your church, why aren't you sowing into, you know, charitable organizations? Why aren't you giving with your time? Um, I, I think that all of those things are extremely important. And again, one day we're going to have to sit down before the Lord. It sits, and I don't know what it's going to be like, but well, we're going to come before the Lord and we're going to answer for every decision that we made. And we're either going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, or we're going to hear, depart from me, I never knew you. You know, I, I think it's very important that people know that that they will be held accountable for the decisions that they make on this earth. And our money is is a prime example of a way that we can steward what God has given us. You know, we've certainly got our gifts and our talents, but, you know, what we do with those gifts and talents, how we make an income, you know, what we do with it once it's in our hands is is extremely important. And I also think that if we steward that well and, you know, we are, are good beneficiaries of what the Lord has given us, then there's always more that he can pour out. If he says, hey, this is a son that I can trust. This is a daughter that I can trust. I want to reward them with more because I know that they're going to do the right thing with it. I think that, you know, people get blessed in that that magnitude. Now, not everybody that has money is is following Jesus. You know, certainly there are plenty of people that pursue evil and, you know, there's rewards that way too. But Again, at the end of our lives, when we stand before him or, or when we go before him, you know, we will have to bring everything to account. And I think that that's something that a lot of people, they don't think about. And they, they think that, um, you know, maybe that won't apply to them. But um, it's something that we try to have discussions about with our clients. And it's not always easy. 
but you know, I don't have to be their advisor either. And, you know, there's another guy, a couple, couple offices down that, you know, he'll serve them. Um, may not, may not ask any questions about any of this stuff. I don't know what, what he talks about, but, uh, I'm going to be who God's called me to be. And I'm going to challenge people the way he's called me to do it and love them in the process. But, you know, we're going to have tough conversations because I think that that's what we're supposed to do. Stay tuned. We'll have more living life on purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors. Are you a business person that's hungry for more of the Holy Spirit at work? Partnering with God is what you were designed for. Experiencing God at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer. Hearing from God for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible. Heaven and Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. Begin with our free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heavenandbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. It's so interesting to me that you've used your your professional setting, but it's really a ministry. I mean, if if you have a relationship with your clients that goes well beyond their financial health and you can get into the world of their their spiritual health and and their relationship um, with the Lord, any advice? Because I do feel like in a professional setting, there are many times where you feel like you're given an opportunity to minister to somebody, to start a uncomfortable conversation about somebody's faith. What advice do you have for people on who, who might feel very apprehensive in doing that? Um, you know, first of all, I would tell you that the lie that the world wants you to believe is that if you share your faith, that that's going to somehow be detrimental to your business. And the reality is um, my business has grown exponentially. The more I step out in my faith. I mean, we're friends on social media. A lot of my listeners follow me on social media. I post about Jesus. I post about the testimonies of Jesus. I, to, you know, that's really all I try to post about is encouraging people with what Jesus is doing in my life and in the lives of others. And so I don't post business stuff yet. My business is growing exponentially because I do not shy away from who I am in Christ. Now, I used to believe that if I start sharing these things, that that is going to be detrimental to my business. And then I started doing it and I realized nobody is opposed to me having these conversations with them. You know, we talk about religion. We talk about politics. We talk about faith. We talk about, you know, uh, you know, I had a client two weeks ago and he called me, he's in his early nineties and he called me not concerned with his accounts. He called me because he had been diagnosed with a medical issue and he needed prayer for healing because he knew he didn't call his pastor. He called his financial advisor because he knew that I would pray for complete healing because we've prayed for healing in his body before. And we've seen God move in power in his body before he didn't ask about his accounts. You know, market's going crazy. He did not ask about his accounts at all. Called us back, thanked us for the prayer a week or so later and, you know, gave glory to God, but, but appreciated what we did. 
So, you know, there are people that we're in relationship with. We all have a sphere of influence. Whatever industry you're in, whatever business setting you're in, you've got people that, that God has given you influence with. And we're to use that influence to advance his kingdom. If we call ourselves follower of Je- followers of Jesus, we are to use that influence to advance his kingdom, not just grow ours. And so, you know, whatever we think we're going to give up and, and somehow sacrifice on this earth, you know, it's nothing compared to the obedience that he wants. When he gives us a word for somebody, when he gives us uh, a nudge by the Holy Spirit that, that we're supposed to, you know, do something, say something, go somewhere, schedule a meeting, you know, just do it. And, you know, obedience is greater than sacrifice. And I just, I've got way too many testimonies of, of where I spoke the word or prayed the prayer, had the conversation and seen incredible fruit on the other side that, you know, says the opposite of, of what anybody who hasn't done it uh, would tell you is, is going to be uh, a bad situation. they have I lost a couple clients over the last couple of years? Yeah. Has it been over me sharing my faith? I don't know. Uh, could be because, you know, I just didn't want to maximize their performance and, you know, help them make as much money as possible. Um, I talked about things that actually matter. And so um, I'm not for everybody and that's okay. But I also think that if people would truly be who God created them to be, then the world will look a lot different than it does right now. Mm. So to, to do these things, to speak the word, to pray over people, um, you seem to have a lot of discipline in your life. Um, I would definitely consider you an extremely disciplined person. I, I think you're a creature of habit. I, I bet your morning routine is pretty much down to a science. It is. It, yeah, I was going to say, is that true? I mean, are you a creature of habit? I am. You know, it's... Um, I think that routine and discipline is is very important. And so uh, I do start each morning, you know, somewhere between five and five thirty, depending on the day. And um, but I, I want to get up and I'm going to pray. I'm going to read the word. I'm going to worship. And, you know, I want to spend somewhere between you know 30 minutes to an hour and a half in that posture again of of connecting with my heavenly father, you know, trying to hear from him before I start getting into the news of this world. Um, This world doesn't ever have good news. I don't know if anybody's noticed that, but, but he does. And so. We're in the news business, Matt, you notice. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Well, outside of Yellowhammer (laughs) and, you know, the things that you guys provide, y'all support this. So. But most of the news is not positive. Y'all do have positive stories, and I appreciate that. But from that standpoint, it's we're being bombarded with, you know, life. You know, as soon as we start looking at our phone, as soon as we start pulling up social media, as soon as we start pulling up, you know, whatever it is that, that we're viewing outside of what God has to say, it's, it's going to be the opposite of, of what he wants to share with us. So that's how I start my day. Uh, you know, every day after work, uh, typically it's after work, sometimes before, 
But, um, you know, I'm working out six, seven times a week. I think that that's extremely important. And so that the spiritual and the physical, taking care of that, training your body on a daily basis, training your spirit on a daily basis, um, just being in tune with Holy Spirit is is extremely important. And then I try to be, you know, very structured, keep a very detailed calendar. And I think that that routine and discipline, it drives Jamie crazy, but you know, for me, it's what helps me accomplish the things that I need to accomplish. And then, you know, also there are times that a meeting gets rescheduled and, you know, sometimes I may have multiple meetings that reschedule and I'm like, okay, God, you know, what are you trying to do in this situation? Clearly I had plans for today. You want to do something different. What do you want to do? And sometimes it's an opportunity to go serve. It's an opportunity to, you know, reach out to somebody on the phone or uh, connect with, somebody else that I wasn't intending to connect with, but the Lord places on my heart. And so, you know, I, I am very structured. I am very disciplined, but at the same time, you know, I want to yield to him when I know that he's trying to do something different than, than what I'm trying to do. You know, I, I see people a lot of times compartmentalize their spirituality, right? So maybe, maybe the habit, and I'll just speak personally, the habit is wake up. That's how you start your day. You spend time with the Lord. You have that communion and then you go about your day. What advice on, on, on habits and routines would you give to somebody to help not compartmentalize that time with the Lord to make sure that it's pervasive in every single action you take that day? Well, I think that that is the foundation for your day. But, you know, when I get to the, well, first of all, when I'm on the way to the office, I'm listening to worship music on the way here. And, you know, sometimes I'm praying as I'm listening to worship music. And then it depends on traffic on 280. Uh, But then sometimes it is, you know, when I get here, I turn on the worship music and then I start checking emails or, uh, you know, going over client accounts, things of that nature. And, um, and then again, throughout the day, as, as I'm having conversations with these different clients, it's, you know, I'm listening to what they're telling me and then I'm determining, okay, what, what is this situation? How can we pray? Uh, you know, are we supposed to pray? And more often than not, yes, we are supposed to pray. And, you know, so I'm praying throughout the day. And, you know, I I think I prayed for like four or five different people yesterday. Um, And it wasn't like I I woke up and said, I'm going to pray for four or five people today. It was just in these conversations, you know, the Lord highlighted different things. People are letting me know that there are needs in their lives. And, you know, and that's from everywhere my Pastor just happened to call him, tell him that I had a friend coming in town that I wanted him to meet. He was in Qatar, you know, like he's on his way to Africa. I had no idea that he was there, but got to pray over him, you know, protection, safety. Um, you know, my cousin just got diagnosed with you know, breast cancer and, you know, so called pray for healing for her. And, you know, so like real serious situations that that God needs to step into um, but you know, it's just, it's being in tune, but it starts with the foundation and then it's asking the father throughout the day, asking Holy spirit throughout the day, you know, what do you want me to do in this situation? And I think that 
the darker this world gets, the more the opportunity there is for our lights to shine. But we've got to be willing to say yes when, you know, he's tapping us on the shoulder. He's he's doing it a lot, but a lot of times Christians just aren't responding. So true. And I love, so that's a good segue, you know, talking about being the light in the darkness. Um, certainly Living Life on Purpose podcast has been a light um, to a lot of people that we've heard from. Uh, you've published 73 episodes so far, and that's just what's published, not just what's in the can. So that's a lot of work. Um, what has been the most rewarding part of this experience? Just knowing there are people all around the world that are in love with Jesus, that are following him, that have testimony that, you know, that there are so many good people out there. Uh, that there are so many people that that are, you know, living the way that he says to live versus just doing whatever the world says is right. And, you know, it's it's not just here in Birmingham, Alabama. It's not just here in the state of Alabama. It's literally people all around the world that we've been able to connect with and, and hear some of their story. And, you know, 30 minutes really doesn't do some of these things justice. Uh, but, you know, there are so many more people that I haven't connected with yet that I'm still trying to reach out to and connect with. But, um, you know, anybody that's out there that's thinking that the world is consumed by evil, there is a lot of evil, but there are a lot of good people that you know, that they aren't partnering with the world. They're partnering with Jesus. They are advancing his kingdom. They truly believe what the Bible says, and they're they're demonstrating that. And I think that that's really important. The more people listen to these stories, the more they should be encouraged, the more they should be filled with hope, the more they should be, you know, recognizing that it's not all lost. Uh, you know, I could be one of those people too, it, you know, Matt's a little bit crazy, but, you know, maybe if I start doing some of the things that he's doing or, you know, be crazy in my own way, uh, maybe it's not so bad. Like, I haven't always been like this. Um, anybody can start walking the way that Jesus calls us to walk, but it just, it starts with a single step. Uh, why Living Life on Purpose? Why that name? What was the motivation behind creating this? It's Holy Spirit. Yeah, so uh, I'd been to the Yellowhammer, I think it was Power of Service event in um, Ross Bridge 2017, maybe. And um, earlier that day, I had been with my buddy Ernest down in the park and had a great conversation with him. And then that night, you know, I'm there with Congressman Palmer and Alexander Shannara and you, know, you and and other just incredible business leaders and I'm having all these great conversations and I came home and and I was kind of puffed up and I was like man I'm having great conversations and the Lord was like you know those conversations aren't just for you you need to share them and I was like okay and had no idea what to do with it and I just I've heard this name living life on purpose and so I started living life on purpose on Facebook that day that night. And then that next Monday, I, I made a list of successful people who I felt like lived a life of purpose. 
and then just started sitting down with, um, you know, those people reaching out to them. And, you know, originally it was a laptop, two chairs in my office and started recording those stories. And then thankfully, you know, Yellowhammer ended up picking it up and saying, hey, we want to uh, host this. And we went from video series to podcast and now 73 episodes later or however many will be at, at the time that uh, this gets released. Um, you know, God's doing something pretty awesome. So his ideas are better than ours. Oh, isn't that the truth? And sometimes we work so hard to come up with the ideas when really, you know, striving is the opposite of what we should be doing. That's right. Anything, two more questions. Anything you didn't expect when you started this, anything that's really surprised you? Uh, I think the most surprising thing is, you know, when I see, you know, you and I meet monthly and we go over the demographics and I see the reach that this is having, you know, people, not only that we've had guests all around the world, but we've got listeners all around the world. And so it's, it just blows my mind. And, um, you know, again, it's, it's what only God could do. We're just, here being obedient to him, but it's, it really is uh, pretty amazing to see what he can accomplish. And, um, you know, just want to keep partnering with him and you know, he gets the glory. Who, who's that one guest that you would just die to have a conversation with? Who, who are you just really excited? To, maybe one day I'll get that chance. You know, I really, I continue to reach out to Dr. Randy Clark. You know, I got to talk to him on the trip to Brazil and just love his heart. He's got so many incredible testimonies of the things that he's seen in his you know, 70 years on this earth and the bulk of those doing ministry. I think he's been in the ministry for 50 plus years, just so many miraculous testimonies. So I'd love to capture some of those. Jeremy Riddle is another incredible worship leader that I've reached out to and have not ever been able to uh, to get him. And then Sean Foyt, you know, uh, a guy who's been leading a movement for the last two years. I've been to a lot of his lettuce worship events, uh, just standing for faith and freedom in the midst of uh, government overreach. And, you know, he never feared the virus. He just said, you know, we're going to continue to worship Jesus no matter what. And so I would say those three are, are people that I've continued to reach out to. And hopefully, hopefully one day, uh, we can get them on the show. Okay. Well, well, Matt, uh, I think most of the listeners here know where to find you, certainly on the podcast, on, on Facebook, Instagram, anything else, uh, any asks of the audience? Now, I would just encourage you to, you know, if these messages encourage you, don't just listen to them and be a consumer, you know, go out and, and actually live these things out. You know, if, if, you know, one day you're walking along and you're like, you know, that, that crazy guy that I listened to on the podcast, he says that if you do this, that this will happen. You know, don't take my word for it. You know, pray for somebody, pray for someone's healing, encourage someone. You know, if, if you see that they're down, you know, give them an encouraging word, speak life into people's situations. We're to not just be hearers of the word, we're to be doers of the word. So go out and, and do some of the things that you're hearing some of us do. And I guarantee you, you will start to see your world change and the world around you. Such encouragement. Well, we are so grateful that you put your time and energy in encouraging 
the rest of us. So thank you for this ministry and this podcast. And we just look forward to all the amazing episodes to come. Thank you so much for having me, Allison. And appreciate everybody for listening. 